Welcome to Confessions of a Wife, Mom, and Realtor, the raw podcast all about the messy, true lives of working moms in real estate. In this podcast, we talk about the hilarious mishaps and successes that are pretty much guaranteed when it comes to selling real estate while managing a family. I'm your host, Nicole Ward, the boots on the ground toddler mom who swears like a sailor and fails extravagantly, all while running my own real estate business. So grab a juice box and that basket of clean laundry that still needs folded because we're going to jump right in. Hello, everyone. It's Nicole Ward, your host to Confessions of a Wife, Mom, and Realtor. Today, I've got Amber Jones with me. Amber, how are you? Hi, good. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Tell me where you're located because most of the people I interview are actually kind of local to me. So tell me where you are. Yeah. So um, I'm actually in New Bern, North Carolina. Okay. Is it near the coast? Yeah. We're, um, we are on the coast and we are um, in between, um, I, I guess we're about like an hour and 45 minutes from Raleigh. So um, okay. Yeah, that's probably our closest larger town. And then we're um, close to Greenville, Jacksonville. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, okay. So you're, I mean, you're a good long distance drive for me. So I'm not even going to try to calculate in my mind how long it would take me to get to you. (laughs) But you're a drive. So um, tell me a little bit about um, your family. What's, who's in your family? What's your family like? So um, my family, I have a um, two-year-old uh, boy, he is almost, he's going to be three actually in March. His name is Jasper. He's the youngest. He was a, um, he was born right a couple days before the world shut down before the pandemic. Pre-COVID. Yeah. <laughs> in the hospital with him about to go home and they were like, yeah, so there's no school and everything's shut down. And I'm like, great. I have a newborn and two other older kids to homeschool. I don't really know how this is going to work, but we got through it. And um, okay. two older um, kids. So my um, next youngest is my daughter, Sersha, and she's seven. And then I have a nine-year-old boy, Julius, who's the oldest. Oh, my goodness. Just a house <laughs> full of kids. I love it. <laughs> yep. And then I recently um, got engaged. And so um, we he's, you know, new things coming. Uh, yeah. Wedding at some point. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> Have you planned it all out? Not really. Um, we're kind of just taking it slow. Um, we have some goals that, you know, mostly him that he's trying to get through first. Like he's getting his pilot's license. I know we kind of talked about that. We did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He just got a plane and um, he's actually on a flight lesson right now. Um so he wants to get that done. He's in the middle of school for his um, doctorate's degree, and he's almost done with that. So we're just trying to get some stuff knocked out, and um, we're you know want to buy a house next year, um, something bigger than what we're in, um, so that all the kids can have their own room and everything. So right. So doctorate's degree. What is what's the field? Um, human resources. Okay. Okay. And so is he working in that field right now, I'm assuming, and then went back for his doctorates? He's not working in it yet. Like that's a a goal that he's trying to get to, but right now he works for the VA. Uh, 
and um, he works from home. Mm -hmm. uh, so he has, you know, flexible, flexible time. Um, but um, yeah, he's, he plans to get into it, but for the education, you know, he just wanted to get that degree. So. Sure. And, and I have to say, cause I know you said he's working for the VA. Um, I'm on a streak right now. I think you're the third person in a row I've interviewed, but you are also a veteran, correct? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So what service were you in? Yeah. So I was in the Navy for, um, about 10 years and um, my last duty station is actually what brought me here to New, uh, New Bern, North Carolina. I was um, stationed at Cherry Point. Oh, wow. Okay. And what was your job? Um, logistics specialist. Oh, so you were in the logistics. I was in the, well, Air Force, so we called it a squadron, but I was in the logistics squadron as well. How funny. Yeah. Yes. Were you like in the paperwork side or were you in the field? Um, I kind of did a little bit of both. Um, okay. It, I had different jobs, you know, throughout my my time. So I kind of did. Right. Yeah. Did a little of everything. That's the yeah. way it works. <laughs> so when did you get your real estate license and how old were your kids when you got your license? So I got my license in 2000, the end of 2016 going into 2017. Um and my daughter, I didn't obviously have Jasper then, but my daughter was about two and Julius was around four. Okay. So yeah. very little children. It's, I mean, this career is not for the faint hearted. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I, it is so hard and you really have to have thick skin and you have to have grit. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when you get your license and you've got two little ones running around, yeah. it's tough. Tell, mm -hmm. tell me a little bit about the beginning for you and how that was. Were you still in the military? Yeah. So for my first two and a half years, um, I was basically dual career. So, um, I spent most, I spent all of my day during the day working, um, my military job. And then, um, I worked in real estate, like after, after that, so, mm -hmm. like, you know, after five and then on the weekends for showings and appointments and okay. I'd be like two, two and a half years. Okay. And what was your first year in real estate? Like, what was that like? Did you sell any homes your first year or? Anything? I, did. I did. I wasn't, um, I wasn't expecting to really sell anything because it was kind of just, it was really just supposed to be like a backup plan or like not a backup plan, but my next plan. And I just wanted to have sure. the license and have everything, you know, all my ducks in a row so that when I got out, um, of the military, I, you know, had a plan. <laughs> right. And, um, but, you know, real estate is conversational and, um, you know, you, you can't, you talk to people, right. And if they ask you how you're doing or what's going on in your life, then naturally it comes up. And I found that just through having conversations, um, I was telling people that I just got my real estate license and that's something that I'm working on. And, and, um, and through my sphere, I, I sold, um, I did sell some houses my first year. I think, I think I sold, I think it was like 14, if I can remember correctly. Stop it. 14 houses in your first year? Yeah, it was, it was, uh, it was a crazy year, but it wasn't, it was not really like a full year. Um, 
yeah, I want to say it was like probably for like six months, you know, when I, the first six months, but um, yeah, it, grief. it was good. It was good. And That's amazing. I wasn't expecting it. And I was very, um, like fly by the seat of my pants because I wasn't, I didn't have a plan because I did, I wasn't, I just wasn't expecting it. It just kind of happened, you know? Um, so then I realized, okay, well, if I get purposeful and I focus, then I can do this next, you know, year and a half. I can, I can do this as a dual career. I just have to be intentional and focus my efforts. And so that's what I did. And I just got a little bit more serious about it. And, um, and then when I got out, I, you know, went into real estate full time. That's seriously amazing. I think, and I didn't even have dual careers. Um, I had absolutely nothing to do. And I only sold three houses my first year in the industry. So, I mean, 14 houses, six month period, working in the military, being a mom, like, how did you do it? it I know you said it was mostly referral and just conversation with people, but how did you mom? How did you work in the military? How'd you do all of this? <laughs> Did you have any time for yourself? <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how I did it. I honestly don't know how I did it. I don't know that I had time for myself. Um, I don't think that I did. I, I remember working a lot, like um, just working a lot. And um, But during that time, I also... Uh, so when I first, I came here from San Diego. And so when I, when I PCS'd here, I was um, going through a divorce and, um, or about to start a divorce. And so I think part of my motivation was just making sure that my kids were taken care of and that they were okay. Right. And, um, and, and so I, I don't know, it's kind of like that adrenaline where it's like, you don't even realize that you're just working so much because you just do whatever it takes. And uh, that's kind that's of that's mom life. I'm yeah. that's being a mom. We just we yeah. do what needs to get done, mm -hmm. and it doesn't matter who, what, when, where, or how. Mm -hmm. Like our kids need to be taken care of, and we're gonna do what we need to to protect them. Yeah, so that's amazing. Yeah, kudos to you, Mama. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so now you are, you know, several years in. I mean, and we're six years past 2016, five six years, yeah. and now you've had you have another one, and you're engaged, and you're moving forward. So comparatively, what does your business look like now? Like what's the structure of your business? Do you have a team? Yeah. So now the structure of my business has changed a little bit in 2020 um, at the, let's see. Yeah. I think like at the end, so beginning of really like beginning of 2021, um, I started a team. And I wasn't expecting to start it that soon. I kind of was waiting a little bit, but then I had some people that were interested and um, we kind of just had conversations and realized that it would make sense. And mm -hmm. why not wait, <laughs> you know, why, or right. why, you know, push it off. So um, I took the jump into starting a team um, probably six months sooner than I actually wanted to. Mm -hmm. um, but um yeah. So now we have a team. Um, I'm in the middle of restructuring um, some things. We've had people join us. We've had people leave us. Um, and it's crazy to, to think that it's been, um, you know, going on almost two years that we've um, been working on this team thing. And it's just been a really 
stressful and exciting journey, like all at the same time. (laughs) It always is. It's such an immense amount of responsibility to run a team. And I've never wanted to run a team ever. I've And I've been asked, I have probably a handful of agents right now that are constantly asking me, when are you going to start a team? Because I want to join. Um, and it was really my husband, Dan, who got his real estate license um, and joined up that is really pushing us to get a team. And I can see how it would be for the greater good in general, having a team. But my biggest fear always was and still is you know, that's a lot of responsibility on my shoulders to provide not only mentoring and training, but leads. I mean, leads are expected when you're running a team. Mm -hmm. And I felt like, how can I put myself in a position where I'm responsible for someone else's ability to feed their children? And I just felt like that was, a, and I still feel like that's a huge um, weight that has slowed me down from wanting to start a team. And I'm not sure if you can resonate with that part of it, but that's what feels heavy on my shoulders when I think about it. It is is very heavy. (laughs) So you're not wrong. (laughs) You're not wrong. Um, And that um, what I've found is that, you know, Sometimes you don't know. You don't know what you don't know until you try, you know. Can't and, know what you don't know. Yeah. <laughs> and some of the same things that you're talking about it did cross my mind as well. Um and and in in many ways it has been it definitely has been a challenge. I mean, everything that you're talking about is very very true. Um it's a lot that is is expected. And, um, and the thing about it is that, you know, the, it's not just, you know, providing the leads or, you know, making sure that your world is big enough that, you know, they can fit in it comfortably too, you know, Mm -hmm. in a, in a job that, you know, in an industry that's not, um, it's not really, I don't know, what can I say? It's not really like guaranteed income, you know? No, it's not. <laughs> it's not at all. There's no paycheck every two weeks. It's a roller coaster. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And so to have people in your world that, you know, need to have that structure in a, in a, in a type of job that is not structured that way, like financially where, you know, okay, this is a guaranteed what's coming in every month or out, you know, right. but really any type of, um, entrepreneurial job, right? Or sales job. Like, you know, you just, you don't know, it just depends on the performance and depends on the market. Um, but the other part of it is the, um, mentoring, like what you talked about. And I always thought that I would love to have a team or mentor people. Um, and, and likewise, people have said to me, you know, like you should really think about doing this because you're really good at, you know, motivating people or mentoring people or helping people through situations. And I'm like, okay, yeah, you know, I think that that would be good. But, (laughs) um, one thing that I have learned is that, you know, you have to, you have to take care of yourself in that moment too, because you find yourself pouring and pouring and pouring and pouring into people and giving and giving and giving. And then at the end of the day, you're depleted with no one pouring back into you. And what you're doing is maybe not enough, you know. Have you read the children's book, The Giving Tree? No, but I think we have it. (laughs) 
Okay. You should, you should read. I think there's a, a couple different versions of it, but um, in, in Cliff Notes version, the, the story of the giving tree is one of my favorite stories. And it's basically, it starts out with an apple tree and a little boy. Mm-hmm. And the little boy comes over to the tree and picks the apples and the tree is so happy. He's like, yeah, take my apples, take my apples. And they're friends. And it, the, the story rolls through the years with the boys always coming back and needing something more. And, you know, he needs a bench to sit on with his girlfriend. So he chops down the, the, a, a branch of the tree and makes a bench. And, you know, then he needs a boat to make money. And so he chops down the whole tree um, to make money. And the entire time, the tree is just giving and giving and giving and just happy to have friendship with this little boy. And at the end of the book, it's actually kind of sad um, because the boy comes back to the tree after years away as an old man withering away, ready to die, and sits on this stump of a tree that's dying as well. And they end up dying together. And the, the book, the story in general is just a reminder of if you give, 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 you will wither with the people that you're giving to. Yeah. And you can't you can't be the best for them if you're not being the best for yourself. Yeah. It's the same thing they say in relationships, you know, when they say you have to love yourself first before you can give someone else your love. It's yeah. the same thing, right? Yeah. yeah. I know. As you're saying that, I'm like, oh my gosh, like this children's book is like making me teary died. I'm gonna go oh. like, <laughs> go read it. Go add to cart. <laughs> <laughs> Click add to cart. You know, there's another um this is turning into more of a, a session on good books to read right now, but there is a book um, called The 15 Secrets Highly Successful People Use for Time Management. Mm-hmm. And um, there's another story, and I'll just tell you 1440. And it means there's 1440 minutes in a day. And every one of those minutes should be used beneficially. And if you're giving all 1440 of them to other people, how could you ever do anything for yourself? But I would look into that. I would Google um, time management 1440 and, uh, and, and read that story because that's a good story too. <laughs> Here we go. Click and write it down. <laughs> I, I hear you though and I feel you. I feel you on what you're saying. I mean it's – and I can, I can feel the emotion behind what you're saying too and, and clearly the struggle with wanting to be everything that your people need you to be and especially coming from a military background. You mm-hmm. – you, you always put your people first. You put your country first. You put your people yeah. first. You put your, for me, it was my flight or my squadron or the mission. Everything's always first and, and your needs and your priorities are last. Yeah. But in this career, in this career, you have to, you can't put yourself last forever because then you will burn and fizzle and it'll mm-hmm. get more difficult. Mm-hmm. That's the truth. Definitely. <laughs> it, is, it is hard to, like recondition your mind to put yourself first, you know, mm-hmm. especially when you see other people's, um, you see other people's potential and their greatness and their skills and their abilities that they might not see themselves. And you're just like, if I can just tap into that, like if I can just bring it out, you know, um, but, uh, a pattern that I have noticed in my life is that I kind of either consciously or subconsciously attract those kind of relationships. And it's almost because it's like, I want to help, you know? Mm -hmm. And, and yeah, I end up putting those kinds of things first, you know, before myself. And, um, 
And like you're saying in this, in real estate, you can't really do that because not only do you need time for yourself physically and mentally to just kind of like unwind, but also you need time for your own business, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And people don't, and I, the toughest part about being a mentor, and this is whether you have a team or not, mm-hmm. but the toughest part about being a mentor is that you have a, um, a in your hands success. Here's what you can do. And there's no one secret sauce, but right. you can give the tools needed to somebody for them to create their secret sauce. It's yeah. possible. And when you give them away and someone doesn't do it, mm-hmm. and then they're like, well, I don't know why it's not working. Well, because yeah. you're not taking action. You're not doing it. And now I feel like I have to give up more of my time to do it for you Yeah, because you're not doing it for yourself. And that takes away from your business and it hurts your family income and it hurts your personal income and your business income when you do that. Mm-hmm. So I get it. Yeah. Yeah. I get it. But so if I – I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> the, the, like the positive and the flip side to that is that, um, you know, when they – when you do see people succeeding around you because of something you maybe have taught them or passed along or shared with them, that's super rewarding. It feels so good. Mm-hmm. It feels so amazing. Mm-hmm. I feel that too. I have a couple of girls on my team right now that, um, not my team, my group, my group, um, my partners, agents that um, kind of aligned with us in the last year, year and a half and have just exploded with just the simplest changes. Mm-hmm. So it is, it's super rewarding. Yeah. So if um if somebody that was listening to this podcast wanted to reach out to you and chat, how would they get a hold of you? Um well, you could you can find me on Facebook <laughs> or um uh, my cell phone number. Um I don't know if I I can leave it for you. Um Yep, I have it. I'll put it in the podcast show notes, you guys. If um, if you want to get a hold of Amber, you can find her on social, Amber Jones, New Bern, North Carolina, or yep. you can um, contact her directly on her cell phone, whichever way is best to reach out, but you can definitely reach out. Yep. And my last question for you today <laughs> is, what is your confession? Oh, gosh. So I knew you were going to ask me this, right? Because you told me, you gave me several warnings. So I'm like, I don't know what to confess. <laughs> Give us something good. <laughs> um, so I guess one of the things that I, I don't know if this is considered a confession or not. I was torn between two things, but I'm going to go with this one is um, um, I, I deal with um, imposter, imposter syndrome. And I think a lot of us probably do in this business um, or as moms, you know, um, but um, yeah, that's that's my confession is that it's very real and you may not realize that that is what you're feeling, but um, I, I read up on it a little bit and I'm like, yeah, that is actually that is actually a very real thing and how I feel a lot of times. So um, basically just the thought that um, your your success or your journey is not real and that you're kind of just like looking for the next thing. It's kind of like pinch me. Are you sure? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, yeah. what's funny. That is a common theme. Yeah. Among my, I, I've, that's like the third time somebody said that those exact words that their See? confession is, they feel like <laughs> imposter syndrome. No, you know you're, what, what, you, what you're doing is you are reinforcing that this is an, 
This is a real thing Mm -hmm. that a lot of women, moms, realtor moms are facing that they feel like it's not real or that they're living a life that they don't deserve or shouldn't be living or haven't earned or whatever it may be. Mm -hmm. Totally. I get it. And I have felt that several times. I still feel it. It depends on the day. Um, but yeah, that, that's a good one. Well, I appreciate you coming on this show and I would encourage anybody who wants to reach out to Amber to reach out to Amber and chat and, uh, you guys stay tuned for next week because it is going to be an awesome one. Thanks, Amber. You're welcome. Thank you. Hey mamas. Thanks for tuning in to confessions of a wife, mom, and realtor. If you like today's confession, make sure you subscribe to hear more juicy stories from other realtor moms like you. See you next week.